From here, a couple hundred meters, but I'm positive our training said to look up, not down. A prescient warning from someone commanding from Earth to the first humans to test the conditions of Proxima Centauri. I think the sentiment was closer to self-preservation. You know, not falling 200 meters when we're 4.2 light years away. I think the sentiment was closer to self-preservation. Nice fall, slacker. Unnecessary pun, jackhole. Welcome to Nerd Word, an electron-induced vocabulary edutainment podcast for building your speech, confidence, and brain saps. Appreciate having or showing knowledge of events before they take place. Today's nerd word. Is... <laughs> Are you already recording? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> why did you say that? I wanted to change things up a bit. Okay. We have to say it in your regular voice then. Today's nerd word is... Prescience. Oh, did you, did you say prescience or prescience? I feel like I should also overpronounce the word because I don't want it to sound like precious. So very close. Prescience. He's very close. Yeah. Yes, prescience would be the way to think about it if you're in the spelling bee. Oh, I'm not. Which hopefully this um, podcast is helping someone train for a spelling bee. This podcast is sponsored by New York Times Spelling Bee, the new game. Mm. Right? Nope. Oh. Well, oh. Good try. Very <laughs> aspirational. Okay, back on track. Back on track. Back on track. Prescience or prescience mm. is the foreknowledge of events or divine omniscience or human anticipation of the course of events. Divine omniscience or human. So, right? A little confusing. There's a large leap there. A conundrum. Yeah. Prescience is the noun form. Prescient would be your, uh, what's the word you like to make up? Adjectival? Oh, yeah. Is the adjective you know, form of the word? Uh, adjectival is not a word, but adjectival is a word, apparently. Yours sounds more realistic than... I know. I'm, I'm going to call my friends in the World, world Word leader, leader Convention. That is a real thing. Are you ready for the origins of our word? I was just about to ask when you're going to get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it's me dragging us down. Well, interestingly, which maybe I should have absolutely known this, and this is a duh moment for everyone else, but I just was a little bit blown away about the origins of this word. And obviously, because we described this pre-science, I think people know where we're going. But to, I mean, to interrupt real quick, we did look at the word prescient, so it didn't look like pre-science at first. True. We looked at prescient, which has a T on the end instead of the CE ending and it does it does make a difference. Yeah. But of course, I also think you say the word, you don't always write or read the word, especially because some other forms of prescience are more common. We'll like, get to that section okay, of okay, our synonym, okay. synonyms um, later. Synonym. Synonyms. But the word is in two parts, one being pre and one being 
science. And science comes from the Latin word shire, which means to know. Duh. Duh. There's <laughs> just a moment where I said, of course, that's what it means. Are you sure? But also, I don't know that I've ever really stopped and thought about the operational definition of the word science. No. Because science just kind of is. I think we've talked about before that definitions, whenever you can't define them, you just think of pictures. And to me, whenever I think of science, I think dinosaur bones and beyond. I'm thinking like the little microscope that's often on the you know, course label. Yeah, well, when I was you thinking look for something in science. The front of a textbook that I saw in like fourth grade was a dinosaur bone so <laughs> with like the wheel or something behind it. So that's um, how it's defined. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So obviously the second part of this word is pre and the Latin ancestor of the word is ahead of before. A four. Okay. A four. <laughs> Literally transcribing itself to... I can't pronounce it. I, I don't speak Latin. I think everyone who's been what? listening to our show can clearly tell I do not speak Latin. Joseph. Prashire. <laughs> Did Joseph. you know? Poor Joseph. Which roughly translates to to know beforehand. Duh. Duh. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I also think maybe one of the more common uses of this phrase of knowing things beforehand is omniscient. Because mm-hmm. you talk about all knowing or all... What if you were to know afterhand? I think it's just learning. Figured it out. (laughs) But the Merriam-Webster, which is my preference for looking things up if I'm looking for a little bit more than just the definition of the word, right? Because when you look it up, Google tells you whatever the most common definition is. Google doesn't tell you anything. Vocabulary.com does. Oh, gotcha. Okay. We'll talk about that more later too. Sure. But Merriam-Webster often gives you, you know, oh, if you want to think about how this word gets used, it's the construction of prescience is the same as the construction of conscience, which... Conscience. Conscience is how you spell it, but it's the knowledge of morality. So con is... Yeah, it didn't make a hundred percent sense, but... Okay. You know, conscience, pre-science. I found this very interesting tool on vocabulary.com. It says, on average, you might encounter some form of the word prescience about once every 7,548 pages when you read books and articles. 7,548 pages? So this is a rare word. Rare rare word. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's rare in French, if anybody didn't know. It's weird in French. (laughs) That's what it's actually translates to but nobody can actually say it so it just it's weird so we just get weird <laughs> well i appreciate because one of the instances in the 7548 pages of reading would have been an article from the washington post in 2022 describing an economist dr noriel robini mm-hmm. i have no clue if that's exactly how you pronounce that person's name but they're an nyu professor and economist And this person has now become labeled as Dr. Doom for their consistent prediction, their prescient mind about the 2008 housing crash. He's a predictor. He is a professional predictor. Did he predict Dr. Death? Because that could have saved a few lives. Who's Dr. Death? The guy in Dallas. uh, Oh, that guy. Yeah, the the one's like, I'm the greatest doctor ever. Oops. Beep. I feel like we've really... You shouldn't joke about death. We've really, you know trailed around on this episode someone's gonna have to come back and do some slicing stop breaking the fourth wall oh i'm so sorry i just think it's interesting i mean what a name to 
garner for yourself for your prescience. Yeah. Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom. If, pretty good. if he's known for being a professional predictor and his name is Dr. Doom and he's always looking for the downside of things. It's not necessarily looking for the downside. Just, it was that's just what's that gonna happen. in 2008, there was not a lot of upside to be had. Well, that's more of 2010's game. For somebody with post-science knowledge, I can tell you that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Did, did I say it wrong? Is it post-science? <laughs> Yes. Okay. That's word number three that we've made up today. Well, I am interested. Did you look up antonyms? Is there an antonym specifically? No, that's why I was curious about knowing things afterwards. Afterwards, yeah. Well, and I can just note, think of like Mean self. Girls. What's that? Where she's like, oh, I can tell when it's raining after it's. I have uh, ESPN or something. Joke's been done so many times. Yeah, it's pretty good. It is. The I think more common uses of words that have a similar meaning are foresight and foreknowledge. Yeah. Because I think prescience also carries with it maybe a connotation of being more of like Nostradamus instead of just infinite K-level thinking. Oh, let's not, let's not get into that right now. People aren't ready for that. They're ready. Joseph's ready. We can't mention his name anymore. Oh. People will think we're Mormons. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) what else you got for me so a use of this word we said that it doesn't well we didn't say so vocabulary.com does not occur much in modern reading literature prose but here's one from a book called 100 years of solitude he would walk along groping in the air although he passed between objects with an inexplicable fluidity as if he were endowed with some instinct of direction based on an immediate prescience. Very interesting. Never had really heard of this book until very recently, and now I see it popping up all over the place. 100 Years of Solitude. Have you read it? I have not read it. Maybe it's time. Okay. For us and everybody else out there in the world. Yeah. There I am, breaking the fourth wall. So, Vanity Fair, they were talking about this. They said, Gabriel Garcia Marquez began writing Cien Años de Soledad, 100 Years of Solitude, a half century ago, finishing in late 1966. The novel came off the press in Buenos Aires on May 30th, 1967, two days before Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was released. Now that I have heard. Yes. And the response among Spanish language readers was akin to Beatlemania. Really? Yeah. Crowds, cameras, exclamation points, a sense of a new era beginning. In 1970, the book appeared in English followed by a paperback edition with a burning sun on its cover, which became a totem of the decade, or decade, depending on if you're JFK or not. By the time Garcia Marquez was awarded the Nobel Prize in 1982, the novel was considered the Don Quixote, or as I like to say, Don Quixote, of the Global South, proof of Latin American literary prowess, and the author was Gabo, known all over the continent by a single name, like his Cuban friend, Fidel. That was Vanity Fair, December 9th, 2015. Very interesting. So now, how much more are interested are you in reading that book? Well, how many pages does it have? How many times am I going to come across prescient in one book? Well, that book has 7,658 pages. So I will read it twice. (laughs) Fantastic. Also, we talked about Vocabulary.com because they're another sponsor of this podcast, right? Aspirational again. Oh, no. So they're not. No. Would you like to be? Fourth wall? Yeah. (laughs) They said that 
prescience was not prescience, but instead came from prescienta, which means foreknowledge. But if you ask Google what prescienta means, it's defined as an obsolete form of the word prescience or prescience. Well, okay. I'm going to say... What kind of circle is that? Merriam-Webster gets the win on this one. Yeah. Because if you read it, what it says is the root word for science, which is Latin shira, S-C-I-R-E. The sh sound is hard for me. Shio, which is S-C-I-O. That's science, to know. And the ancestor of the word is the P-E. From that weird loop to a straightforward statement that says to know before. But I think there's a takeaway here, right? That this is a prescient warning of what to expect as absolute knowledge on the internet. Obsolescence. Sure. Internet knowledge is obsolete. Could be. (laughs) It's not absolute. One more game on vocabulary.com allows you to pick what you think is a synonym. We're getting good at that word. We're getting real good at that. A couple more episodes. We'll have it down. Synonymity. Anyway, one of the words that is definitely not a synonym of prescient, but was an option in this little game on the sidebar, was fecundity. And I just wanted to say that word. Fecundity? Do you know that my only reference for fecund, which is, I'm assuming, the root of that word, is from Clueless? Where all the good references come from, because there's a part where she's riding in the car with Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone is the backseat. And he says, she says, he has taken our minds to the most fecund point. Does she really say fecund point? Yes. Or does she say something else that starts with F? No. No. Because I remember when I saw this movie when I was super young, I was like, oh, she said a bad word. And then I got older and I was like, man, they should not have let someone who was 11 watch this movie. Seriously. Well, before we chow out, Mm -hmm. uh, Fecundity or fecundity or whatever it is, fecund, the ability to produce an abundance of offspring or new growth, which has nothing to do with prescience. Nothing at so all. So why would you pick it as your... Don't pick it. If you're going to the website, vocabulary.com, looking at the word prescience or prescience, and you play the synonym game on the right-hand side, don't pick fecundity. It's not right. I don't think we can leave them on that note. What note do we leave them on? In Merriam-Webster, I'm again, gonna we're going to play these sites against each other. The final piece of the puzzle is what words come above and below prescient in the dictionary? Oh. Do you know what comes above? Above prescience? Mm-hmm. P- play some music while I think about it. Don't tell me yet. Do, 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 do. This is helpful because this is often a Jeopardy category. Yeah. You'll never guess. It's preschooler. I just think that's really funny. I can't say that. Yes, I can. <laughs> Blasting my brain saps. I just thought it was pretty good. (laughs) Anyway. That was good. Nerd Word is a revision sound production. If you love what you hear, subscribe or head over to our Patreon account. Did you remember to bring uh, the lunch pack? I'm feeling hungry. What do I look like, a pack mule? No, you test low for empathy, but showed an increased level of fecundity, which was important in populating, cultivating, and civilizing this planet.